Hi guys, I'm André Villas Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, future is lily white. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 11, Episode 9. I'm Jack. I'm Chris. I'm ASD. Oh, what a... <laughs> God, this happened again. Oh, I mean, what a frustrating How predictable was it? What a frustrating afternoon, eh? I mean, so we've just been beaten 1-0 at West Ham. Um, oh. I mean, I feel like I need to come to one of you first, which I never do to begin with. I normally go off on my little tangents to begin with. But what, what did you what both you make do? of the game? Is you cover all the points and then you don't leave anything for us to talk about. That's exactly what you do. We can't reply to any of them. What did you What did you make of the game, um, Chris? Why don't I come to you first? Like, what were your What were your overall thoughts? Well, I thought we started badly, and then I thought after about ten minutes, we picked it up a bit. We made We made some. We created some nice chances. If one of one of those had gone in, you know, you know, I've said this before, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a happy new year, right? And the second half we didn't even have a shot on goal. And, you know, were the substitutions too late? Yes. Have we got anyone that looked like they were gonna change the game? Not particularly. Um can I? I have, can't. Still can't quite work out how Nuno wants to play. Harry Kane had a very bad day at the office. You know, all things considered. And actually, I, I feel like it was a different bad day at the office than the last bad day at the office he had. Um, it just his touch wasn't there. You know, the, the things that you usually would think were just kind of bread and butter for him weren't coming off. Um, you know. <clears throat> You're hitting the wingers and there's just the final the final ball was poor you know even Harry Kane's that you know, one ball that Harry played to Sonny where you'd think that usually puts them on a plate that wasn't happening so there's just something that's not kind of clicking there and I don't know what it is I don't know whether it's whether it's the players not wanting to play for the manager if the manager's not um sort of communicating what he wants if the manager isn't what we want if it's more structural which is that you've got like an italian director of football and a, and a and a manager with a different philosophy if you like and i don't know how those two work together you know it's all of those things but i think the thing is for me is that you know i'm a spurs fan i i, I haven't i haven't supported spurs because i didn't support spurs because they were the best team ever and you know like the cats sorry the cats just come into view so there's a little bit of giggling going on from asd and jack hi school um, you know, I don't support Spurs because they were the greatest glory team. You know, of my age, there are lots of people my age support Liverpool for that reason. That's not why I support Spurs. And then sometimes you hear and you hear people talking about this stuff. And, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to people who support Coventry or Northampton or some other team. And they're just like, you know, these really are kind of, you know, my wallet doesn't fit my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. Do you know what I mean? And so people are literally losing their minds. And I don't just mean on social media. ASD was just talking about listening to 606, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But I'm talking about various WhatsApp groups that I'm in as well, where like, you know, people are apoplectic with rage. They're apoplectic with rage at Tongi and Dombele. They're apoplectic with rage at Nuno Spirito Santo. They're apoplectic with rage at Daniel Levy. They're apoplectic with, you know, etc etc and I just feel a bit wistful I feel wistful because I saw the Ajax won 5-0 again today um sorry not Ajax who am I saying I think Ajax got beaten didn't they what am I saying yeah no Ajax sorry Ajax beat PSV 5-0 today and I feel wistful for Eric Ten Hag I think if you go back to the middle of last season, you know, I gave a, my sort of dissertation on why I thought Ten Hag would be the right manager for us. And um, I still think that. 
They beat Dortmund 4-0 in the Champions League in the week as well. Exactly. I still think that. But the fact is, is I'm a Spurs fan and I'm also a football fan and I understand sport. And I also understand that you don't win every game. But are we, losing too, are we losing too many at the moment? Yeah, probably. But are we good enough not to lose this many? Mm. Probably not. Sorry. you probably Yeah, we're probably not good enough. Mm. And I think kind of we are where we are. And yeah, all right. Say we did sack Nuno tomorrow. Then what? Yeah. We'll get Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in because he's going to be out of work, isn't he? So exactly. we'll just do a swap, swap deal. This is. Do you remember when a couple of weeks ago the whistleblower did all that stuff on Facebook on 60 Minutes and then very conveniently Facebook went down and so all the news was about Facebook going down and not about the horrendous stuff that they do and we've had an awful 1-0 predictable result against West Ham and then Man United go and help block the news for us. No one's going to be talking about us anymore. Um were you because we went 4 0 up at Old Trafford, or we were 4 1 up, sorry. So we'd scored four against them. And I was just hoping Liverpool didn't score two in the second half, just mm. so we kept that six six goal buffer against United. But forgetting that, awful, predictable. He's always going to score against us. We have to pretend we're 1 0 down, always. Mm. And that it was disappointing because Romero did quite a good job against him until he just didn't mark him for a corner for some reason. And well, I mean, it's great to see Romero. There's Kane on the corner. What Kane. is the point? Of, what is the point of him at the moment? Like, really, if he was Johnny Foreigner, we, he would be being booed. Like, it, what is the point? How is he still starting? He needs to be dropped. He needs to be dropped. I, I don't he, If there's proof that you could become a... Str- he's now doing... He's creating the situation Soldado created for him. Like really, like the expectations for him are up here. And actually, if there's another striker who can come in and just be better, he can start. Kane is just not doing anything. And he's taking up a valuable space, making us play another way. What a useless waste of space he is at the moment. And it's crazy that we're talking about him. What he is for me is that person in the office that goes for promotion, doesn't get it, and then doesn't leave. And just sort of hanging around and is just sort of like, just not negative it's just it's just hard work and it's like what used to be really sort of straightforward and easy has now become such a massive pain and I just watched him again today and he's always been the type of player for me that he needs to be 100% fit like he's always been the type of guy that if he's not fully at it it's the ball doesn't quite stick or he's not quite sharp enough but even in those moments where he's when he's had difficult starts to seasons and things like that you could never fault his effort you could never, ever, ever say he's not trying his hardest. He, again today, labouring around. And it's like, it's awful to watch it. Because this is a guy, this is the best player the club's ever had. And we're, you know, we're rightly saying he, he shouldn't be in the side at the minute. And it's it's really, really difficult watching him. But he's just, he's just not contributing. And it's like, he's not even having those moments in the games. It wasn't just him today. And he will get most of the criticism because you know it, it's Kane and everything that's gone on um, and there's a lot of them today that just didn't perform well enough um, but today I do bring it back to Nuno and I was just like it's alarming watching it today again no patterns of playing the final third no real idea about what we're trying to do and the last 15 minutes of the game like we still had about six players behind the ball and you're thinking like Granted, and I take Chris's point, there wasn't really much on the bench that can come on and change it, but stick a centre-half up front and put the ball in the... Do do, do something, because it's like, for the whole second half from when we went 1-0 down, we did not look like scoring. And I actually thought there were moments in the first half where we did look quite dangerous. And I thought that when we're getting Ndombele on the ball, it looked like something might happen. And the final ball, as Chris said, wasn't quite there. But as soon as we went 1-0 down, we could still be playing that second half now and we would not have scored. Like it was, We were so easy to defend. Everything was in front of the West Ham, you know, back eight or nine. We just went from side to side. We didn't try to penetrate through the lines. We didn't even try and then go wide and get balls in the box. It was just like, it's really, really frustrating. And stuff like that, like, that's, that is the manager to change stuff in those moments. And you can't always change personnel. Um, sometimes you've got to change your approach and it's like, we just, we just didn't do it. I don't really know what our plan A was today, let alone what our plan B was. And it's like, I watched this against Villa and I watched this against Newcastle and we were clearly high press, high energy and like get in their half and win the ball back high. And that was the game plan. Whereas I watched this today and I was like, 
we didn't really press like we didn't really sort of sit off we sort of had a bit of a medium block and we weren't really can i don't don't quite know what the game plan was today um and to lose a game one nil to a set piece which isn't even a particularly good ball in the box there's about four mistakes if you look at it and kane mark and antonio he just stands there he, like, he, he literally just stands there and watches it happen and you think that is just inexcusable I, I was watching it this afternoon and I, I, I just said, if somebody's not like swinging punches for Kane in the changing room after the game, then we've got a major problem because like, like you can't, you can't have a player defend like that. It's just inexcusable. Um, they were the negatives. substitutions though, Jack, I think the point there as well is we still ended the game with two defensive midfielders, even when you brought on Lacelso and, and Brian Hill. And if you're going to bring on Brian Hill and Lacelso to try and win a game in the last 10 minutes, because it was only nine minutes left that they yeah. were substituted, you can't also still have two defensive midfielders on the pitch if you're trying to if you're trying to bring the game back. But Brian come on and played left back, and he, yes, and then exactly. he, he brought he brought Lacelso on. I'm not a massive fan of Lacelso, but you think. Get Skipper Hoiberg out of there the last 10 minutes. Yeah. But it's like to then yeah. take Dembele off. You're not really, you're not changing anything. You're just swapping a personnel over. And it's like the, the, what we've been doing in the game hadn't been working. So why taking Dembele off and bringing on a weaker player in Lacelso? Like, how do you think that that's going to change it? Like, logically, and I, I thought Skip had another really, really good game, by the way. Um, I thought he was excellent in the middle of the park. But like, you're just taking him out of there and just said, it's tactical. Like, sorry, you've done well. And you stick LaCelso and sh- and go for a little bit more, like, but the head scratch, bring Brian on for Reggie. I know Reggie didn't have a great game, but why are you sticking him? Like, he's attacking midfield and you're sticking him at left back. Like, I know that the aim was probably don't be a left back, be a left winger, creating overload, but that ne- that doesn't happen. Um, so I was just I was scratching my head a little bit watching it, and um, it it felt a little bit desperate, if I'm totally honest, for the last sort of 15 minutes in the in just I'm just gonna. I'm going to go like, like I'm playing FIFA or football manager. I'm just going to chuck all my attackers on and let's just hope that one of them does some a moment of individual brilliance. And it's like that that's not really too different to what we were seeing with, with the tactics under Jose, which was all about can basically we have moments of individual mag- magic that can win games of football for us. And like, you, you can't, that can't be your tactic. Um, so I'm a little also, bit nervous. The, the worst thing as well, though, as well is like, only in Spurs land can you rest everyone on a Thursday in order to win on, and then lose on Sunday anyway. Um, but there was Alex Kajowski did a, love, a, a tweet that made me chuckle to your point about putting a centre-half on up front that just said, I hope all those Spurs fans who were mean about Fernando Llorente feel as silly as those Charlton supporters who wanted Kerbishley out. Because actually, someone like Llorente could have done a job today in those last 15 minutes. It's just being able to change it, isn't it? And it's like when whatever the game plan was today, when that's not working, like do something different and like just try and make it make us difficult to play against. And I watched that last 15 minutes and at, at no point did I even think we're going to create an opening here. I just thought this looks really, really easy for, to defend against. Uh, we didn't play one ball like in behind the West Ham defence. So, like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's basic stuff of football. It's like to put the opposition under defence, you need to play forward. And it's like, we were just very, very sideways. It's just, it, I was very frustrated watching it. But on one hand, I'm like, I said, I'm questioning sort of the tactics. And on the other hand, I look at it and I sort of think, should should we be surprised at this kind of result and performance? Because this is what we've been churning out. And that's what the, mm-hmm. largely this group have been churning out for the last two and a half, three years away from home. So it's like, am I deluded for thinking that actually we, we could go there and play a different way because it's, that's what it's been for so long maybe the surprise was it was only 1-0 because you have a look at our London derbies this so far this season you go <laughs> Palace we lost we lost 3-0 you go Chelsea we lost 3-0 Arsenal Fair. we lost 3-1 and this game we lost 1-0 I think that there is a little bit of difference we're less lethargic under Nuno and I don't know there seems to be better cohesion in the atmosphere but there's just a lot of the basics seem to be missing like you say that the lack of identity is a real problem I do feel the players that we've got apart I think Kane is a big problem because people we can't bring in another striker but we can't get rid of him so that that's a big problem but we can't we can't lose London derbies like this we can't 
it's it's a bit of a disgrace. You mentioned those games there, ASD, as well. Palace, Arsenal, Chelsea, and today. And it's like we've conceded, what, three, six, ten goals in games. How many of them ten goals have been good goals? Oh, I know. And that's the worst thing. We are extremely easy to play against. The the times when we win are when we have luck or where we're just better. Luck against Villa and then where we're just a better team than the Newcastle, who could go down. They're not going to because they're going to spend the 100 million in January. But like, what are we going to do against Liverpool when they come? They are going to tear us apart. Like, right. It's going to be embarrassing. I think any anybody in the top half, I just sort of think, will do well to get draws. Like it is, it's t- it's really tough to watch, and it's like I still think that we lack balance in the whole side, and it's like the midfield for me, it's it's looked better, Skip Hoybjergen and Dembele, but we're still lacking balance. It's sort of like we have a back six and a front four, and it's like and when I watch us, we're we're sort of, we're not a unit at any point. It's like I don't know if the players know how we should be defending, like, and I don't mm. watch us like every game it seems like we're doing something completely different. And I know, obviously, you always want to change your tactics to, you know, take into account what the opposition are going to do. But I'm still looking at that and I'm thinking, like, how do we set up in a game of football? And I couldn't answer that question still. You know, when you look at Liverpool, and you'd, I don't know it's a lot of the top teams, but you even look at somebody like Villa or Brighton or, or even Palace, and Vieira's only been in there eight games. And it's like, that, they've all got sort of an identity and a way of playing. doesn't mean they're going to get results every week. And they will get beat. But like, even like West Ham under Moyes, they're, they're solid first and they're dangerous from set plays. And like that's sort of what they build their game on. Like it or hate it, like it works and it's effective. And I, I think about Spurs and I just think, I wouldn't know how to explain to somebody, like, how are we playing under Nuno? And I do think that's a big problem. From an identity perspective, the one thing I will say, though, is that they, um, the team have all been dressed in Nuno's bomber jacket. So at least they know from like literally from that identity perspective that they've got like smart outfits. So they're not wearing Hugo Boss suits anymore. I don't know if you saw in the week there were the photo shoots and they've all got a bomber jacket on now. Love so it. you know. Trendsetter. Can I um I was doing research for the quiz because I've got another first eleven quiz. And exactly ten years ago, on the twenty fourth of October two thousand eleven, the Academy played a West Ham West Ham eleven and the five scorers were Parrot. Falke, Chebelos, and Kane scored twice. That's not with you. Yeah, it's That's crazy, nuts. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, was, it was all too predictable. He always scores against us. Like, they're always up for it. I'm, I'm glad that I hate that crowd. Like, this is just the Tottenham. And to be honest, like, Pochettino couldn't fix it. Mourinho couldn't fix it. Nuno's definitely not going to fix this. And do you think that we're keeping on Nuno because this was Paratici's like first big signing, like it's his man and he can't be seen as, as fading this hard? Because this is not. a bit of a failure. I, like, I hope somebody's sort of been around the game as much as he has. is able to sort of swallow his pride a little bit if he thinks he's got it so, so wrong. But does Paratici anything to do with Nuno, do you think? Yeah. I, I don't I really think he's a Nuno so. signing. So I don't think he's a Paratici signing. I thought he massively was. I thought he was like they. He was the one they went for because of Paratici. Like that he had lined up Nuno at one of his previous clubs or something. I could be wrong. I feel like that rings Who knows a bell. Anyway. I feel like that rings a bell. But again, it comes back to the the same thing, isn't it? Like right, let's say we get rid of him. Who are you going to go bring in? Like, do you know what I mean? You laugh. You're laughing if you think Antonio Conte is going to come. You're absolutely laughing at that. Like, well, do me a favour. He's already said no, hasn't he? So yeah, we've already gone for him, and he said no. And it's like you're scratching around, and you're thinking, well, if we do get rid of him, like, who the hell is available? Because that's the other thing. Like mid-season, good luck getting a manager that is at a club. Like, people, loads of people talk about Grand Potter, and they people love Grand Potter. Doing a decent, or we're doing a very good job right in this season. I'm not a huge like. I think he's a good manager. I wouldn't be buzzing, but as as if you're going to get him from Brighton without paying an absolutely astronomical fee, and it's like people don't realise this. They just think you can go and pluck a manager from another club, and it doesn't work. But also, that's the funny thing about foot when you do have to go and find a new football manager is the first place you look are the managers out of a job. So you've just got rid of somebody because they're not doing a good enough job, and then your initial pool is a bunch of people who haven't done a good enough job somewhere else. Yeah. And like that, that's a British thing, though. Well, that's an English um, 
thing though because like in in Italy they swap managers all the time and it's just part of the job you do it for a couple of years you move on and that, that's why they all play for their, their they've all managed their rivals but you're right I mean Mick McCarthy's out of a job now after Cardiff they've what's, lost what's eight Neil in a row Warnock, what's Neil Warnock up to Warnock he's um, somewhere Warnock. actually I heard him on the radio the other day where is he was it Middlesbrough I think I heard him out he was at last Warnock somewhere like that well the, the other thing, I, I still want to go for Emma Hayes. I'd love to go for Emma Hayes. I don't know. It, it, she loves Tottenham. It would be the, the thing that could break this weird spell that we've got. I'd love to see it. She's obviously smashing it with Chelsea women. I'd, I'd love to. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. What a step for Tottenham that would be as well in football. Where are you at with, with Nuno? Like, are you, because obviously Twitter is a very reactive platform. Um, yeah. But there's a, I, I, I feel like there's a lot more sort of heat on the manager now and it maybe because we've just lost another London derby but where are you at with him like are you keep him it'd be mad to get rid of him are you I'm not quite sure now or are you nope like he's got to go I employed someone in my last job and they came in and they were as good as their interview and that was it there was nothing more and I, I feel the same with Nuno where I've gone oh, this is it, this is all he's got. Cause I, I can't see the radical change that he's bringing in. I can't see the change in players now. He did come in late in the summer. I'm not calling for his head now because, again, I, we'll just chop and change too soon. But I, I I can't see him being better than this. Now, we were spoilt with Pochettino in a Champions League final because if you just cut that bit out, the Pochettino years, this is quite normal for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And we're all going... You know, look at Liverpool, look how far Liverpool have gone. Liverpool are on a different, they're just different. They've got a different agenda, different budget, a different manager. Like, forget that. If you take out the Pochettino years, this is actually quite normal for Tottenham. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't know who else you get. I've, it's just a difficult one. Like, the summer, like, let's not forget how bad it was waiting for that manager like it was definitely going to be Tinsman it was definitely going to be Conte it was definitely going to be it was like you you were even even in the running at one point ISD that's how far down the list we were getting I turned it down they couldn't afford the the wages wages (laughs) (laughs) but it was just it's just a bit like but they must because there was that thing isn't there there's if we don't get top four this year we can let him go without paying him that you know that that was going around on Twitter a few weeks ago and I don't know. I I want him to do well, and I'll support him while he's in the job. I just don't see it getting better. Basically, what, what, what is what is him doing well this season? Like, let's say the seat. Let's say the season's finished, thirty-eight games. Like, what is him doing well? Because I think this is the thing as well, isn't it? It's about perspective. About I feel like a lot of fans are still like, oh, you know, top four. I think we're like realistically. I know we're not far off that in the in terms of points at the moment, but you have got to look at how we've played. It's like for me, if if he challenged for top six. If we challenged for that, like, I feel like he's done all right. If he, if we end up with half the academy team playing, with half the first team squad who really want it, we've got an identity, we've got plan A, plan B, and everything's going well, that's all I want. And we finish eighth, whatever, you know? But if it's like Dane Scarlett up front, Brian starting every game, Romero, like all of, all of, it's all changed, but we've got a team who are hungry, we're pressing, who go out, they try their best, maybe they lose, maybe they win. I, that, that's what I want. It's all about what you watch because we're not going to win anything this season. Like, let's be honest, we're, not, we're probably not going to make top four. So let, let's remember the games where we win 6-1 against United, not the games where we just sort of, it's just a damp squib and we're just sort of fighting. We win 1-0 against the teams who are better than them and then we get smashed by teams who are better than them. What's the point in sporting sport? And let's not lose to Vitesse. Like, I, I'm really embarrassed by being in the Europa Conference League. Yeah. Like really embarrassed. I'd rather not be in it than be in it. But let's go and win it. Like let's just do something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Be better. The players feel the same way. Even you the youngsters. You can just. They all feel it's a little bit icky and beneath, and beneath them. And mm. again, there's a culture point there. If we're in it, let's not. Like you say, exactly. Let's not go and embarrass ourselves now. I think it's a bit of a reality check for some of them because it's like it is a terrible competition to be in. That's where we are. We qualified for it based on our league position. So it's like, I think a few of them need a bit of a shock to the system. And it's like, some of them are not as good as what they think they are. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Harry Winks, because I don't know if you've read the interview that that he did um, the last couple of days, which is sort of really honest, refreshing. And he's talking about how frustrated he is at the moment with 
You know, he looks back on the last couple of years. He was a Tottenham regular. He's regular in the England squad to now basically being part of this Spurs B team playing in the Europa Conference League. He wasn't even in the match day squad today. Um, and I'm definitely not calling for his return um, because, you know, he hasn't been great for us. But it was a really, really just like honest interview. And it's like I hope that a few of them are sort of in the same position that he's in where they're actually having to take a look at themselves and be like, but how have I got here? Like I need to make some changes. Um, but it's a really, really, really interesting read. You should check it out if you've not, if you've not yet. No, um, I mean, he, I, I feel his pain, but I mean, what, what does he do for the team? There's just better players than him at the moment. Um, and he, and it's the same with Delhi. Like, what are you doing? Like, as much as we are Delhi evangelists, like, he, it, what has happened there? Like yeah, I think I, I think because I'm a Dell evangelist, I think it might actually, you know, sometimes when you love someone, you have to set them free. <laughs> yeah, and got, I kind of feel I feel that way about him. You know, it's like it, it something's wrong there. Um, having said that, one of the things that someone said in a WhatsApp group I was in on Thursday is that he's too busy thinking about Pep Guardiola's daughter. Have you seen this? Uh, this has been going on a while, hasn't it? As it, yeah, it's been. A, I don't know. I've only seen it in the last sort of few weeks. Yeah. All of this stuff, though, like I think is absolute nonsense because it's like they're, they're footballers, they're humans. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's like whenever a player's in a bad bit of form, it's like all this other stuff that they have in their life that everybody else has. It's like, oh, you, you should just be focusing on your football, and football should be a hundred percent. Do me a favour, like you're a human. Yeah. And it's like. We've all got jobs. Are you telling me that, like, if we're having a, a, a tough month or whatever at work, that we should just stop doing everything outside of it and just put all of our time and energy into our jobs? Like, it doesn't work like that. Like, that's not how, you know, like, the modern footballer operates. It's like they need to have other interests and other things going on. It's like, I just find it nuts that, like, he gets criticised because he's because he basically met someone he's got a girlfriend now. he's been criticized for it because he's not playing well on the pitch it's like mm. it wasn't a problem a few seasons ago when he was playing for England scoring goals for Spurs I just that type of stuff I just it really gets under my skin it's just the media isn't it it's, I mean the media is a disgrace particularly the football media they're just looking for anything to fill time that's why you need amateur podcasts to talk about the truth the um, <laughs> the one the one is Pape Sarr like he is tearing it up at league on this season. Like he's going to come in. Getting back. Getting back. Like even if it's a fee, getting back. Like well, so we can ruin him. <laughs> wow, I'd be like, look, do you want Harry Winks and Deli Alley? We'll give you two players for the price, like for the rest of the season. Like we'll give you Harry Winks. He's not in playing the same place and he's a bit shit, but like we'll give you. And but his 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 pressing, his passing, it's unbelievable this season. Let's get him in. Get him I just think get getting back in the January transfer window, give him the second half of the season to as he's like settling in period, and then he's ready to go next year. Because otherwise, you know what's going to happen? He'll be like he'll play the rest of the year out on loan. He'll, he'll get he'll have an injury in pre. He won't get a proper pre season, and it's like then it gets to October, November, and it's like he won't have had a run of games, and you'd be thinking, oh, this is another signing where yeah. like they've just not settled quick enough. Mate, I've um been going through the celebrity emails. Uh, oh, that's, sure. why you yeah. had to take, that's why you had to take the week off work. Because it's so much. Loving you. It's so much. And, I mean, I've had to block the Queen because, I mean, I'm, I'm not her biggest fan anyway, but she's doing my nothing. Yeah, well, because she's at but, home resting now. All she wants to do is email us. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she support her, uh, her local team, Bayern Munich. But the uh, political... <laughs> But the um, <laughs> um, we did have one from one of my favourite athletes of all time, Jade the Headhunter Jones, OBE. Uh, I'm not sure if you know who this is, but she was the 2012, 2016, 57 kilos Taekwondo Olympic gold medalist and 2019 world champion. Now I know that off the top of my head because I'm just the biggest fan of her. Um, Too much of a fan by the sounds of it. She's, I mean. ASD you, you can also to... tell us her, her home address, the new wallpaper yeah, yeah. in the lounge. What time she closes her curtains, all of that. <laughs> the, um, she's from Wales, but she's she's right on the border up north with um, with Liverpool. So she's got a little bit of Liverpool in accent, but she can be forgiven for that. Uh, she says, well done, everybody. Keep it up. And she says, <laughs> out of the squad, who goes in your keep? Who goes in your give it one more chance? Or who should see Taekwondo chop into the sea? 
so, like, this is so keep keep chance taekwondo chop why what, i would um i'd i'd do it the other way and just literally go through each player and keep chance and ta- taekwondo chop, chop. Right, so Loris keep Loris keep galini keep yeah probably, probably yeah, keep. keep yeah oh really he's he's like an 82 on fifa He's, have you watched him? Have you watched him this season? Have you watched him? He's an absolute head case. He's a head case. He makes Gomez look calm. He just, he, he's a proper character. I think I said this on pod in the season. I, I really would love to see his house. Like, do you know where MTV used to do celebrity cribs? It's like, I want to see where Galini lives because that would be a crazy house. Cribs was, while we're here, Cribs was always like one of my favourite shows because it like they all rented the house out there was one where some might have been the yin yang twins like they're walking around the house they have no idea what's there and it's all it's like nautical themed they all rented their houses out apart from i think it's red man and uh you could just see and it, he's just living in a flat like and it's amazing because it's Love just it. a complete tip all right i've got the team here doherty he can get in the sea chop yeah chop uh reggie we're gonna keep reggie keep yeah chance and Oh, Sanchez. I'm getting rid of Sanchez. Chance. I'll give him another chance. Chop. Joe Roden. He's going to have to be Chance, isn't he? Chance, Chance. yeah. Chance. Jaffet. Keep. Keep. 100%. I was joking. joking. Uh, Ben (laughs) Davis. Ben Davis is a hard one because... I think Keep. He's a good, like, backup left back, right? Yeah. Eric Dyer. Keep. Chance. I'm a chopper. <laughs> okay. Romero. Keep, 100%. You have to keep. Uh, are these, uh, Emerson. Keep. keep. Chance. I'm not sure about him yet. Hoiberg. Keep. 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 Winks. Chop. Chop. Lacelso. Chop. chop. I'm a chop. Delhi. Chop. chop. I never Tangy. thought I'd say it, but chop. I know. Oh, I never thought I'd hear you say it. Tangy. Chance. Keep. Yeah. Keep. Young. Chop. No, I think we've got to give him a chance. We've not seen him play. Yeah, he's young, isn't he? He's very, very young, yeah. yeah. Uh, skip. Keep. Keep. Uh, Jack Clark. Just to wind, just to wind Jack up. I'm not biting. <laughs> now, but Jack Clark's an interesting. Did you see his Instagram earlier in the week? It was him sort of on his knees on the touchline uh, with the. And he oh, just what said, was that? Patiently waiting or whatever it was, because like he was doing really well at Leeds. Like he, he could be playing. He'd be playing probably for Leeds and in the Premier League, and he's not playing for us. I'm a bit like, why? Like he, he went out on loan last season. Did all right. I. But he, I didn't, don't know, he to, didn't he go to Stoke on loan? He couldn't get a kick at Stoke as well. And it was like, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, we spent a lot of money. We spent about 15 million quid on him. It's like, it wasn't a cheap, like, it was a big investment. Good luck getting half of that back now. Mm. So I think we've got to give we, him a chance because we've not really seen him, have we? Chop. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bit of a chop. I just, there's a bit of me. I don't know. Why haven't we seen him? Like, what, what's going on there? Um, Sun, keep. Keep, 100%. Yeah. Now, Harry Kane. Chance, <sighs> chance, chance for me. How mad is that? How mad is that? No. But last okay. season's most assists, best goal scorer. He's turned in the Michu. He just, <laughs> he just uh, what was it? That was the Michu celebration. He just, um, it's so difficult with him because we've seen how good he's been. And we know how good he is, but it's like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, that's, and you know, like, as soon as he goes, it'd be unbelievable. And it's just like, oh, but he's the problem that Kane's creating for himself now is, though, that if he's like this all season, he'll barely get you 15 league goals. No one's going to come in for him. Like, no one will want to come and spend the money. And it's like, he'll be 29, 30. Newcastle might. Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle might. But like, a big, so it's like, I understand him sort of kicking up a bit of a fuss, but I didn't get my move. But like, you've got to sort of knuckle down now because if you don't play well, those big sides are not coming back. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's by choice. Like, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. this is a, yeah. I'm annoyed, so I'm not doing it. I just, there's something wrong with him. I, maybe he's not fit. Maybe That's it's that Torres thing. Yeah, no, you're right, ASD. Go on. If it's not even like he's worth 150 million now, if we got 50 million for him, I'd take it right now. I just can't see him being. How mad we probably would have reluctantly took 150 in the summer, and now we're like 50. You'd think about it, it's mad, isn't it? I just can't see today is that it wasn't, you know, like up from. Before the inter- last international break, it was like it felt willful, felt like he was sulking. I didn't feel like he was sulking today. Just couldn't, just his touch wasn't yeah. there. Well, because it's not willful when you do it for England, is it? Because you can't yeah, get exactly. transferred to Wales, you know. Um, I also wonder, I like, how, how big of an impact does the international tournament in the summer have on a lot of players? Because it's like if you look around at a, a, a lot of the top players that went deep into that tournament, that class is probably the only sort of exception. But especially the England players, like a lot of them have really sort of struggled at club level. Like look at Maguire. Do you know what I mean? He's he's not fit. Sterling's not really got a kick at City. Grealish has been in and out, but he didn't play loads of minutes. Calvin Phillips at, at Leeds, he's really struggled. And it's like, I'm not making an excuse for him, but I do think that, that there's a part of that as well, that they all of these players have just been overloaded with football in the last sort of two years without having any kind of mental and physical break. I mean, Kane had an extra week in Miami. So, you know. Uh, Stephen Bergvine. Keep. Yeah, keep. He's he's just on the... Uh, Mora. Keep. Chop. Keep. Brian. Chop. Yeah. Well, you know Chris Brian. doesn't like... <laughs> um, Brian. Keep. Chance. Yeah. Chance, yeah, isn't he just joined, isn't he? Yeah. And then... Dane Scarlett can't do that. And yeah, I've just seen we've got two midfielders, Matthew and Michael Craig, who are both from Scotland. They must be related. I, I yeah, don't they are. really know they're, much they're, about they're them. They're twins, aren't they? They're twins, yeah. Twins, yeah. They, they look twins. They've got different photos on the Premier League website. I would have just saved a bit of money. <laughs> Copy and paste. Are they identical I mean, twins? Say, they look really similar. One smiles, the other one doesn't, though. Where are you? So it's the- worrying, though, from that. From what you've just gone through of us there, a lot of players, like, what was there, five or six in keep? And like, again, this is this is the problem that it's sort of like, it, it's not as simple as that, is it? That I will just get rid of 15. And it's like, and this is the issue. It's like, it's such a long process to be able to do it all now. that It's just, uh, it's painful. If only a manager a few years ago would have said, it's going to yeah, be yeah. a painful rebuild. We need to get started. Like, why did nobody, why did nobody <laughs> predict this? I, uh... I've got, what have I got here? I've got... You've gone sideways for me, ASD. I know it's not great podcast. I'll just turn my... uh, On the 22nd, I've got a quiz if you want it, unless you're going to chat us. Oh, we'd probably need to do the next game. Well, we've got got Burnley midweek, haven't we? And then we've got United. Um, Anyone fancy Burnley away in the cup midweek? (laughs) Fair play, those that are going up for that. That is going to be one of the ugliest games of football that you're going to see for a long time. Um, it's well, a Burnley type of game. Play, Burnley will play a depleted team, right? Million percent, million percent, as will we probably. Yeah. So, you know, again, you'd you'd sort of, you'd hope that the Spurs B team is better than the Burnley B team, but who knows at the moment, right? It's been, the positives are another opportunity for those players that are, not in great form or not getting many minutes to have a, an opportunity to say to Nuno, look, look, if, give me a chance, look what I can do. Um, Burnley can't buy a win at the moment and their, their, their priority is the Premier League because it's like they're right in the relegation zone. It's like if you said to Sean Dice, you'll lose 10 nil to Spurs and then win 1-0 at the weekend in your league game, he'd bite your hand off for that. Like that's where Burnley are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so whilst it's going to be a tough and ugly game, like we need to go up there and win. Like we need to do that because... Like losing to West Ham and then getting knocked out of the cup by Burnley, going into the United game is just like, you know, it's not great preparation, is it, to say the least. So I think that we'll go up there and we will get a result just because I think Burnley it is so unimportant for them that they would just sort of will not be bothered whatsoever by, by us going up there and beating them. Um, and that's sort of the only reason why I think we will go up there and win. Yeah, I agree. 
I feel sorry because Brian's probably going to play. And imagine he's used to Spain and he's going to Burnley in November. On and, a Wednesday um, night. On a Wednesday night. Like he's really well, didn't, didn't when we signed, wasn't Hugo's debut like away at Carlisle or somewhere? It was somewhere really, really grim. And like it was a lower league side in an early league cup round. And we just got him. And he couldn't get in the Premier League team because Brad Friedel was doing well. And it's like he, he went from like playing against PSG to being at Carlisle. And it was just like, he must be thinking, what am I doing? Well, the. But it wasn't because Brad Friedel was doing like Brad Friedel was okay, or wasn't it more just he was on that unbeat like consecutive Premier League run run of games and they just wanted to keep his record going. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Rapey Ronaldo's um, uh, his debut for Real Madrid was against Shamrock Rovers. If I remember a, a preseason game. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, that that that's great. Was um, he played? He's I didn't watch any of that game. That might have been that might have been fun. Yeah, he's no, he he that badly. He should have been but, sent off in the first half, Ronaldo. Well, and he he's causing all sorts of problems because you can't not play him. But he doesn't run around, and he's quite arrogant. I mean, I, I can't think of anyone that reminds you of. Um, he's he's got he's doing to them what we've got with Kane. Like he's just he's not, he doesn't close people down. Um, he's I mean Kane's not exactly the same as him, but he's call, he's causing similar pains for them. Um, I th- I think. That that narrative of Ronaldo. So I know we don't like talking too much about other sides. That narrative of Ronaldo, I I cannot understand it. It's like you you signed probably the best finisher in the world, and people are they're moaning about like oh you know we, we don't know quite know how to play. figure out out of of having a system with the most clinical player in the world up front. Like it shouldn't be difficult. It just means that one of your other flair players probably has to drop out, or you might have to play Cavani up there in a front three or work his socks off like. I, I really don't understand it. It's like we feel like we've got a uh, tactically inept manager. Imagine being a United fan at the moment. Like you would just be tearing your hair out. The players that they have got, and you think, how have you not come up with the system? It, again, it's it's literally like he's playing FIFA and Football Manager, and he's gone. I've got six attackers. I'll put them all in, and let's just hope and and, and see if something happens. It's like football's not all about that. You need systems, and you need players to sort of do the dirty work for you. All the amazing players Liverpool have got, Jordan Henderson is probably the most important player in that team. So as soon as you take him out, like, they're not the same. Yeah. Well, um, I haven't like, rung my dad Durant. yet. I might ring him after this just to hear him like shout down the phone, which he will do. Yeah. They, they bought Varan, Sancho and Ronaldo <laughs> in, the, in the summer. And like, bear in mind, like, I'm not saying they should be winning the league United, but like the players they've got, you just think, come on, I know that centre midfield, they're not amazing. And Fred's not a great player. McTominay's not a great player. But like, you can't have like nine, ten out of ten in every single position. Like every team, probably apart from Liverpool, you look at them and you think you can get at that player or that player's not quite up to it. Like, in United, they've, there's six or seven attacking players would get in most teams in the world. And like you say, they spent 70, 80 million on Maguire. Varane is one of the most decorated centre-halves about. You just think, like, I don't understand how he's not getting more out of that squad. Like, I just think it's astonishing. I can't say, though, I said that Liverpool, uh, that Chelsea would win the league at the beginning of the season. And I'm, I'm definitely right. <laughs> They're going to tear through everybody. It's unbelievable. Think, I think... Yeah, well, I really... Was, I think it's... it's you can't see anybody outside of Chelsea, Liverpool and City now. Okay? Like those three, you yeah. think those three will run away with the top three spaces and then it will be between everybody. About another 10 sides who wants to finish fourth. Yeah. Um, um, we've got United at the weekend, though, which is going to be one of the strangest games because there'll be two managers that are under enormous pressure, um, which makes you think that it's almost a guaranteed 1-1 draw because um, that's how those games tend to always go. Where is but- it? We haven't no, drawn that, under Nuno yet, have we? No. It's everything or nothing. Um, I think Ronaldo will score, won't he? Um, Yuck. Yeah, as much as we hate him. Um, no, you're right. I, I don't go into any game and at the moment and think we're going to keep a clean sheet anyway. So it's, it's, like, it's like you take your pick about what opposition player is going to score because someone's going to. Um, the thing with United is they look even more vulnerable than we do when they concede. 
And it's like, I worry about us when we let a goal in. But United, Price, like they, they have got into the horrendous habit of letting in two goals in 10 minutes, which is just, yeah. it completely flips a game on its head if you if you do that. And they're sort of doing that nearly every game at the minute. They're having a really dodgy spell and teams are getting at least one. Um, Maguire. So I think that, Maguire. I think it, sorry, what was that? Maguire is a bad defender. Like he's, he's not even a good defender. He's so unfit. He's, he's so unfit at the moment. He's just in the wrong place all the time. And like there were, there was a replay of the goal from the week in the week where he's just standing still. He ran into Shaw today for one of the goals. He's just a poor defender. Like if you have a look at, like he was meant to be the Van Dyke of Man United or the John Terry or whoever. He's just nowhere near that level. No, like not even. Um, did you see that interview with Van der Vaart? I think it was for an England game where he was talking about um, uh, the, had the Dutch reaction to um, Man United signing him for seventy million because um, he was like, we saw him in a tournament and he was awful and we didn't think he was worth you know ten million and he was, he just laughed at how bad he was. I think he's a poor defender and I think if you get Son one on one with him, I think it's just goals for days. I don't. You know what? I don't mind Maguire if I'm totally honest. Um, I think. He's suited to English style of football, and I think he gets found out a lot in European games when it's completely different. Um, I think the problem that Solskjaer's had the last few weeks of United is Varane's been injured. Varane is an unbelievable centre half. Like, like, I still, I'm still really surprised that Madrid didn't do more to try and keep him. Um, but he's been injured, and it's like if he doesn't play Maguire, he has to have Lindelof and Bailly, or he has to bring Phil Jones in. From out in the out in the cold, and it's like, still there. He's still there, and mm-hmm. he refused he refused to give Varane his number four shirt. Did you did you read about that? Oh, that's Varane cool. was like, I want number four. He wore you know four's a number. He, I think he wears four for France, but he was a number he wanted, and Phil Jones said no. And <laughs> you're just like, wow. Um, so I can sort of understand. It's the panic really for Solskjaer, but he's having to play Maguire, but he should not be being picked for them at the minute. He's just not, you know, he's just not up to it whatsoever. But let's hope that he stays in the side and keeps defending the way he is because uh, if he does uh, Son and Kane if he fancies it will hopefully have a hatful my dad's big bugbear is that he plays Fred and not um, Jesse Lingard I don't understand Jesse Lingard like, what is the point of Jesse Lingard I mean, he's good for West Ham but that, that's his level I don't understand what the point of him is I've always thought know. Jesse Lingard was an all right player. And I remember me and you having this discussion, ST, at the the last game at Old White Hart Lane, because Lingard oh, played and he didn't yeah. have a great game. And I remember you said, I don't understand. I think oh, I quite like him. Like it's high energy, he presses, like he's Where do you play him? He's brave. Any of the front any of the front three behind your striker. Front three. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think you have to get him high up the pitch if he's I don't think he's like a brilliant ball player. I think you've got to get him high up the pitch and use his athleticism and like he's quite an intelligent player. He makes good runs in behind. Uh, I'm not. He's, I'm not saying we should go and sign him, by the way. But I, I've always thought Lingard was an alright player. He's John. He's John O'Shea. He wears brown. He just looks better because of the players around him. As soon if you took him out of Man United and put him into another team, he looks poor. You know, I I I don't get him at all. Okay, I've just in had my... a, that message of someone suggesting Harry Redknapp. <laughs> Right. What, to, well, man, to manage your play. Yeah, call in reinforcements, get red napping. I mean, Defoe was in the. Uh, yeah. He was a pundit today, wasn't he on Sky? I'm sure he'd. I'm sure he'd come back. Um, Crouchy, is he? No, he's not. He's not recording his podcast. I saw at the moment, that on Twitter he? today, actually, the other day. If you could choose between having right now in this team Berbatov, Keane, or Defoe, who would you have? Guys, it's probably Keane, isn't it? Oh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. You'd think at the minute, we're what we bottom of the Premier League for running stats. That probably would rule out Berbatov, wouldn't it? Well, um, well, it would suit him very well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd be able to hide a little bit. Um, I feel like I'd probably, out of three, I'd probably go for Defoe. But he, we wouldn't give him the chances. That's the problem. Because he didn't do anything else, right? You need to be on the edge of the box for him to score. Whereas Keane's a bit more of an all-rounder. That, that was my logic anyway. I mean, any yeah. three of them probably in their current state would would be better options up top for us at the minute, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we think for the United game though? Like, what if you if you had to sort of make a prediction about was score, how you think the game's going to go, Chris? If I come to you first, like, what do you think about that? 
I do actually think it'll be a draw because I think there'll be so much caginess on both parts, regardless of the fact that we're at home. I just think it's going to feel terrifying for both of them, particularly after what's happened today. I think if today hadn't happened to both of us, it might have been a different game. But I just think that and it's going to feel like that in the crowd as well. So I just think it's going to be it's going to be a weird atmosphere. And I think everyone's going to be cagey. And I think it'll probably be a draw. Mm. My worry is the lack of press means like more time for Fernandez on the ball and more balls into the box. And I don't know, I'm a bit worried about that. So I, at best a draw, but I'm a bit worried about the loss, like a 2-1 where they score, like maybe even we go one lap through a breakaway and then they get a goal just for half time and we lose in the second half. You know Maguire's scoring as well, didn't you now? After, uh, after, after you all that, yeah. him. So you know he's, he's seeing 100% know he's scoring. And it'll all be down to you. Because yeah. he'll be listening. Yeah. Like, this He'll probably be listening to this sort of tonight, tomorrow, as, as it goes out. And then he'll hear it and he'll think, yeah. I'll listen to that the morning of the game just to sort of motivate myself yeah. even more. Yeah. I can't get him out of the inbox, out of the email <laughs> inbox. He's got a special folder. Um, have <laughs> um, you got a quiz for us? I have. So 15 years ago, on the 22nd of October, I, I, what I might do is start doing like on this week, X amount of years ago, because uh, it's easier to do. Tottenham played West Ham and we won 1 0. Uh, not sure who the referee was Steve Bennett. Uh, we won 1 0. Uh, their team, just to give you a bit of context, Rob Green in goal, you let your country down. I remember. I'm, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Rob Green, the, have you seen his hands and his fingers? With a finger, yeah. Oh, weird. If, yeah, you, if you listen, you've never seen it, just type in Rob Green hands and. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, um, Danny Gabadon, uh, Paul Konchesky, Anton Ferdinand, Javier Mascherano, Hayden Mullins, John Pantel, Yossi Benayoun, Nigel Rio Coca, Marlon Harewood, Bobby Zamora, with Carlos Tevez on the bank, and Colton Colt, and Christian Daly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's their crazy. team. He had lovely curly hair. Who did? Christian Daly. Christian Daly. Yeah. I just, that Mascherano, Tevez, connection is unbelievable isn't it it's so weird yeah Uh, i'm going to ask you for their team for our team and it's a very traditional 442 years ago i've got no recollection of this game either when you said we beat west ham 1-0 i just don't remember this Mm. is it their place or our place our place so this is 2005 so what's that martin yarl isn't it six seven six seven so it's the Martin Yol years. So, so English goalkeeper. So Bobby Robbo in goal. Yeah. In the back. Then we had the Frenchman at right back. Chimbonda. Chimbonda, excellent. Um, someone we talked about last week at left back. And we pretty much talked about all this team. Benny. Left back. Benny. I th- it's, it feels early for Benny, doesn't it? It does. But, yeah. Okay, um, maybe, yeah. Then in the a centre, like one of the great centre back partnerships. Oh, it must have been um, Ledley and Dawes, right? Ledley and Dawes, yeah. Yeah. Um, now your midfield, you had three Englishmen and a Dutchman. Well, Edgar David is a Dutchman, then, isn't he? Edgar David. And then yeah. was it probably Aaron Lennon on the right? Aaron Lennon on the right. And then, and then on the left. The other centre midfielder like could only play centre midfield because he his mobility issues. Oh, Tom Huddleston. Tom Huddleston. Yeah. But then the player on the left doesn't really play on the left. Was it was it Genus? Ryan Genus? It was it was oh, yeah. probably yeah, David's yeah. probably David's off the left then, wouldn't it? Probably. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. And then up front, a player we've talked about today. And then Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe, and then the scorer. In this goal, in this game, was it Robbie? I would have said Robbie Keane, maybe, but Robbie Keane came on for Jermaine Defoe, and in case you're going to guess it, Hossam Ghali came on for Aaron Lennon. What a sub! <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, the, the clues you give about this player are really obvious. So he's super rich, didn't need to play football. Oh, me though. Oh, I remember this game. I remember this game. He scored a great goal. He's got. Was it from a throw-in? Was it? It was me though, right? Yeah, yeah, bang on 45 minutes. Yeah, 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 I remember this. I think we had a throw-in, like, deep, right on, sort of, on the byline. 
and it went into him and he sort of rolled the centre half and tucked it in from a really tight angle. And he got so much abuse from the West Ham fans that day. And he ran straight over to him and celebrated in front of him. I was like, yeah, rate that. Uh, I do remember that game now. We were 13th and they were 19th at this point. Like, this is what I'm saying. If you if you cut out the Pochettino years and our unused substitutes were Radic Shoney, Danny Murphy and Anthony Gardner. And their unused substitutes were Roy Carroll and Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. And I think that's exactly, the, I think that's a much better, a more succinct way of saying what I was trying to say at the beginning, ASD. It's like, yeah, cut out the Pochettino years and we are kind of where we are. Yeah. A bit of fun. There's a little bit yeah. of fun here and there. There's a few players that you admire. There's a few that are quite comical. And so we go. The only problem is it costs a lot more money now and it's a bit more of a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so true. And I'll tell you what, to be fair, maybe you have to cut out the Harry Redknapp years as well. Because we were fourth a lot at within. Yeah. We jumped basically from the 06 07 season to Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. We should get Kappa back as our kit sponsor. We should get Nike. <laughs> Just a bit Kappa of perspective back. for everyone. <laughs> or Pony. I had a Pony. A po- pony would be pretty appropriate at the minute, wouldn't it? <laughs> Did him. That reminds um, me of the um, David Ginola years, the Pony shirt. Oh, what a player. What a player. And the thing is, I always say that when you hear David Ginnell's name, you go, what a magnificent player. And it's like, he was a great player in a horrendous side. And it's like, where we've sort of been in the years that we've decided we're going to cut out, um, Ginnell probably wouldn't have been necessarily been sort of a superstar of those teams. But I just remember he, he was just one of the, I think he's probably the first player that I remember watching for Spurs when I first started going as a kid that I used to go like, wow. Like, he used to do stuff with the ball on the pitch and you'd think, how have you done that? Like, just genuinely, like, he was the sort of the superstar made me think, like, this is elite sport that we're watching. Like, someone can do stuff yeah. like that. It was just magnificent. And a proper Tottenham player as well. Mm. It was weird with him. Like, I want to be in that ma- meeting where you go, right, we just signed David Ginla. And they're going, right, we're going to get photos of him holding up the shirt. You know, what should we do that's interesting? Get his, shirt, get his kit off. Like, make him go topless. Like, what was that about? Imagine they did that now. Ronaldo would have loved to have done that. <laughs> I also just love to... I'm reading something about that a few years ago, and they were sort of saying that, uh, again, it's all a bit of a spoof, that he, like, he turned up in the kit, and they were like, no, you need to hold the kit. And he's like, oh, I haven't got anything else to wear, so I'll just have to take it off and hold it. It's, like, it's amazing. What a player. Remember that day that he got subbed by George Graham and he stormed off down the tunnel? So when we were walking back to the car that day, we used to, on those days, we used to park on Lordship Lane because you could just park on there. It was just a a yellow line on a Sunday or whatever. And um, as we were walking up Lordship Lane, he was in the traffic on Lordship Lane going home like before we all were. And my cousin absolutely loved him she absolutely loved him but she like lost her shit because it was David Ginola and so she wanted him to sign something and we couldn't find anything so somewhere I've got a program she's no longer with us sadly somewhere in here I've got a program with um, David Ginola signed program with my cousin's eyeliner because it's the only thing she had in her bag was her eyeliner so he signed it with her eyeliner and then um and got him to give her a kiss on the cheek. And sadly, it was bef- the days before camera phones, so I didn't mm. get any evidence of it. But it was a very, particularly because it was the day where he had a strop and stormed off down the tunnel. Brilliant. But he was happy to kiss my cousin and sign a, a program in eyeliner. To my, my weirdest sign, I went to a talk sport do in the sports bar in one of the, outside one of the London train stations. Um, I can't remember what it was. And it was sort of underground. Jason Cundy was there and Harry Redknapp was there. <laughs> wow. The faces you two pulled when I mentioned that man's name. Uh, yeah, let's forget about him. And um, but Redknapp was there and he walked back through the crowd and I got him to sign an England versus Egypt ticket. I didn't go to that game. <laughs> but it was I love just that. But he just, he was just not given the England job as well. So it did feel like I was taking the piss, but I wasn't. It was the only thing I had to sign. <laughs> amazing we should definitely do like i'd love it if like people could if you're listening like get in touch with us and tell us like what's your weirdest meeting with like a, a spurs or a former spurs player uh, like yeah, where have you met great. someone where it's just been really odd or awkward or like 
Yeah, if, if you got them to sign anything weirder than an England ticket or a programme with some eyeliner, that I'd just love to know people's stories. <laughs> I met um, Jacques Santini in the Shell on Upper Street once. Brilliant. And he just lived in he was petrol only with stations. us for a minute. Chris yeah, just, hangs, he just hangs around petrol stations after games. <laughs> yeah. like, <hoping>. waiting, for, <laughs> waiting for Spurs players. Look, Upper Street and Old Street is not necessarily where you'd expect to find them, to be fair. No, true, true. But I just love it. It just seems weird when you meet a footballer not in a football environment. It's like it just doesn't look right. Like I met Eunice Cabal in a news agent's like when like after Amazing. school, and I was like, because I used to go to school near where the old um, training ground was in Chigwell, and there was like a parade of shops like about five minutes from from the training ground. So if you wanted to pop in and get something after training, that's probably the most logical place you'd go. And he was sitting in a full track, and I was like, Eunice Cabal, like buying a packet of crisps. It was like it was amazing. <laughs> Love it. The only one I've seen really is um, Teddy Sheringham. But I was at the Grove, you know, the posh hotel and golf course. Mm. He was playing golf. I was there having some, I was having a, a lunch. Um, but they had an auction. So they had all the stuff out for the auction. They had that Spurs, like a Spurs, like history of Spurs book. But it was the official one. And it caught, like the starting bid was a grand. And you needed like, then it came with white gloves because you weren't meant to touch it. So I was yeah. a bit like, what do you do with it? Like what? Like really? What do you do with that? Because you can read it all on Wikipedia anyway. You probably ask Kay Redknapp to sign it after he's just been sacked by Spurs, probably, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that story from you before. That's really tickled oh. me. That it's an England ticket after not getting the England job. It's like, no, must, I'm to. surprised he did it. Like I'm surprised he didn't say something. Thought you were really taking the mick out of him. He was. Re- he was like. He did not want to speak to me. Just like I just signed. He got him to. Uh, got him to do it. But yeah. Anyway. Cool. Any other business before we finish today? Uh, our second choice women's goalkeepers just made a hundred caps for Finland. So random fact for you. Oh. Well done, Tinny. Hundred hundred caps for your country. Like yeah. that is fair play. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Real. Well look, another week ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Burnley and United, two straightforward, comfortable wins, and we'll be in uh, we'll be in a brilliant mood next week when we pod again. Yeah. Um, but lovely as always to see you both. Thanks to everybody for listening. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs! I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.